Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Sometimes God in His divine providence in your life allows you not to be tested by things that other people are tested by. Some go through a life-threatening illness. Some people never experience that. Some go through one problem after another at their job because they're a Christian. And it's not because they're not wise. It's just because. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. You're changing our lives. In the book of Daniel, three men refuse to bow down to an idol of King Nebuchadnezzar's image because they worship the one true God only. The king of Babylon responds by throwing the men into a fiery furnace as punishment. Pastor Ed teaches us today that the Lord will sometimes allow trials to come into our lives. Just as God kept the men from being burned up in the furnace, the Lord will sustain us through our trials. As we overcome, Jesus' name is glorified throughout the nations as it was in Babylon. Now here's Pastor Ed with part one of today's message entitled, God is Able. The title of the message is God is Able. If you remember the prophecies of Jeremiah, the prophecies of Isaiah, some of the other minor prophets, they warned the Jews that if they didn't turn to God fully, if they continued in worshiping idols, the gods of the Canaanites, the gods of the surrounding countries, if they continued to do that, they would be taken into captivity and brought into a foreign land and they would suffer there. They didn't listen. And so God allowed Nebuchadnezzar to come into the land of Judah and take the Jewish people captive to Babylon. And there they suffered. But God was going to do a work in their life. And Isaiah the prophet prophesied in chapter 48, verse 10, I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in a furnace of suffering. God was going to continue the good work that he had begun in their lives. They had been called by God, set apart by God. But yet, they were holding on to idols. They weren't fully serving the Lord. And God was interested in their spiritual welfare. If we want greatness, he wants goodness. We want possessions, he wants character. And so God was going to allow them to be tested and tried. You remember the first commandment, that we should have no other gods before us, only God alone. We're not to bow down and worship any other God. And that's what those Jews knew. Now, what was going to happen in Babylon, they went in with polytheism. That's the belief, that's the practice of worshiping many gods. 
But when they left 70 years later to go back to Jerusalem, to Judah, they left as monotheism, the belief in one God. God changed them in Babylon. He refined them in that fiery furnace. Now, we live in a day where again and again we're tempted to compromise. Again and again, there's pressure to create idols out of the good things in our society as well as serve idols of evil things. You know, an idol is anything that comes between you and God, that separates you from God, that is in competition with God. We think of the seven deadly sins, sins like greed, lust, envy. All sorts of sins can become idols in our life. But good things can become idols. When you put your job as the very first thing in your life, your career, you could neglect your family, you could neglect your personal life. Whenever we create an idol out of either good or bad things, it really takes away the ability for us to enjoy and live life. And we really spiritually begin to disintegrate on the inside. It's like Isaiah said, eating a diet of ashes. If you went out to the restaurant and they served you a dish of ashes, you'd say, get a new cook. (laughs) To worship and put anything before God is to become spiritually starved. And so these people in Israel, God began to work in their hearts. He began to refine them. He began to try them. God calls us to put him first and not to allow anything to run a close second. He asks you to make him the Lord of his life so it's more important than your family. And when he's more important than your family, you treat your family well. He's asking you to make him more important than money. Nothing's wrong with money. It can be good. It's the love of money that creates money into an idol. God is interested that we don't bow down to any of these things. God calls us to faithfulness. God is able to deliver the faithful from fiery trials. I want you to notice that God sometimes keeps you from experiencing the trial that others experience. In the biblical text, verses 12 to 13, it says, but there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, who's turning them in? It's their colleagues. It's astrologers who are jealous because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they rose to the top. They had lead positions. And jealousy filled their hearts so that they came and they said, do you know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they won't bow down and worship your gods. They won't worship you. Why did they say? There were, I'm sure, plenty of Jews that didn't bow down. There was Daniel who didn't bow down. Now, maybe Daniel was out of town. 
Or maybe they realize that he's too high profile for us to attack him. But I want you to notice from the text, God can keep us from the circumstances. In other words, notice in the text, in verse 12, Daniel's name is not mentioned. Sometimes God in his divine providence in your life allows you not to be tested by things that other people are tested by. Some go through a life-threatening illness. Some people never experience that. Some go through one problem after another at their job because they're a Christian. And it's not because they're not wise. It's just because their boss, their employers have the spirit of antichrist or anti-Christian. Jesus taught us to pray, deliver us from evil in the Lord's Prayer. That ought to be a prayer. It's not safe on certain paths, certain roads. And sometimes God just hems us in and says, you're not going there. Sometimes God redirects us. He knows what's ahead. And oftentimes, throughout the journey, you'll notice that some people are tempted in areas and tested in areas that you aren't. And that's God's keeping. So God keeps us, but also you are tempted in areas where people, maybe you have similar temptations, but maybe you have some unique temptations. God also can transform the circumstances. Not only does he keep us from certain circumstances, he protects us, but he can transform it. Here's Nebuchadnezzar. He's building this eight-story, nine-story statue. It's only nine feet wide, but it's made of pure gold. Do you remember the vision in the second chapter he had of that image the head of gold, and he was that head of gold, and that his kingdom was you know, just supposed to be so powerful and affluent, well, it all went to his head. This is probably about 15 years later, after that vision in chapter 2. So if you look at chapter 2 and you look at chapter 3, there's probably a separation of about 15 years Maybe Nebuchadnezzar's experience with God sort of faded. Sort of forgot how God spoke to him. He forgot his own confession of faith when he said that Yahweh, Jehovah God, is the one and true God. So he's drifting away. And now he's made a statue. And maybe it's an act of rebellion against God because he's thinking, wait a minute. I'm going to make the statue all of gold. My kingdom is going to last and last and last and last. He makes that image and then he commands everybody to bow down. And then some single out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and they tell the king about it and he's furious. He's angry at it. Now, don't you think that God could have spoke to Nebuchadnezzar in a dream again? I mean, he could have given him one good nightmare. And the next day, Nebuchadnezzar could have said, it's okay, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of God. The king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. So our heart 
the king's heart, the leader's heart, are in his hands. That's the verse. God can absolutely change people's hearts. I've seen it happen. I've watched it happen. Where a person said, they're set against something, and then you go to prayer, and then their hearts are completely changed. So in this race that we're running, God's going to keep you from certain trials that other people go through. So don't judge them too quickly. You may not be tempted in the same way they are to make an idol out of your job or an idol out of your career or an idol out of your children or an idol out of your spouse. Maybe that's their battle, but that's not your battle. God may give you favor with the people you work with even though they may not be godly people. So God can keep us from trials, and he did like he did for Daniel. Now, Daniel is going to have his own set of trials. They're coming. But God is also able to deliver the faithful through, through the fiery trial. Look at verses 17 and 18. They said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Now, notice this. They're not flippant. They're not disrespectful. They're not, they don't have an attitude. But there's a humility that they have. And they just put that all before God. And, and, they, and they speak respectfully to the king. What happens in the trial? Now, Daniel's not in the crowd. And Daniel's just a born leader. It's these three men. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But God's going to develop them in that trial. Notice it says in verses 16 to 18, but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you've set up. What's happening? There's courage. There's character. Courage and character is developed in the midst of testing. It's developed in the midst of trial. It's developed in the midst of places where you have to make a decision. And that decision has consequence to it. They didn't know the end of the story. They didn't know what would happen tomorrow. But they made a decision. We're going to serve God. We're not going to bow down. So God's doing something in us in the midst of the trial. But there's something else happening. I want you to see this, that God is not only developing us, but he's transforming us. He's transforming us. Again, in verses 22 to 25, just reading the last part of verse 25, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. King James says, the son of God. Nebuchadnezzar makes that furnace as hot as he can. The soldiers bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in ropes and in their garments. The soldiers go to the furnace, and there they put and drop the... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace, and they're burnt up. The furnace is so hot, the flames come out, the heat comes out, and they're consumed. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're walking around, and who are they walking with? 
when you go through the trials because of faithfulness, when you go through the difficulties because you've decided to serve the Lord, when you go through the times of real difficulty and you've you're there because you said no to sin and you said yes to God. You said no to the world and you said yes to heaven. You're not alone. You're not alone. Now, I, could you imagine Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They're looking at each other. They're not being burned or consumed. The fire is burning all around them. The only thing that they feel being consumed and burning up were the ropes that held them. Their clothes aren't touched. Their hats aren't touched. And they feel all of a sudden those things that bound them, they're free from. What happens oftentimes in the trial, in the furnace of affliction, is the things that bind you are now loosed. There may be things that have debilitated you spiritually, things that you struggled with for years or decades. But in that fiery trial, a transformation takes place and you're freed. There they are, walking in the midst of that flame, walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe it's a theophany. There's never a time that you probably experience the power and the presence of God as when you're in the midst of a trial and Jesus shows up. And there they are. God's doing something with them. Now, this is actually a picture, a metaphor of what God did for the whole nation. Because if you look at Isaiah chapter 43, if we could put Isaiah chapter 43 up, look at the text. This is Isaiah, and it's a prophecy that Isaiah gives about the future when the Jewish people are going to be in captivity. He says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Now, notice that. Created you, O Jacob, formed you, O Israel. That's the same person. Jacob means surplanter, deceiver. You wouldn't want to enter a business deal with Jacob. You're going to come out on the short end of the stick, for sure. I mean, he knows how all the loopholes and the contract. Jacob was known for his deception. He was known as somebody that's going to get it over on his partner. Well, what happened to Jacob when he was at Jabbok? That's in Genesis chapter 3. 32, he meets the angel of the Lord and he begins to wrestle with the angel of the Lord and suddenly he realizes he can't do very much. He's just hanging on. And the angel of the Lord touches his thigh and Jacob starts walking now with a limp and Jacob, his name is changed. Your name is Israel. You're a prince with God you're a prince with men. There's a change in Jacob's life. No longer a thief, a stealer, deception. He has to come clean. And now he has to deal with Esau, his brother. And he's ready to deal with Esau, his brother. See, what ha- now, where does it happen? Look at the text. 
Jacob is in a fiery trial, wrestling with the angel of the Lord. He's about to meet Esau, and he doesn't know if Esau is going to take his life. He doesn't know what's ahead of him, and he just wants a blessing from God. And God's wrestling with him, and he's wrestling with God, and God just changes him. and says, now you're changed. That's what happens in that fiery trial. When you go through something and you just feel like, oh, Lord, I can't take it one more moment. And you get on your knees and you cry out with all your heart. When you get to the place and your only resources is God and God alone and you really start leaning on him like he asks you to lean on him and trust him and you put your confidence in him, he does something deep, permanent, lasting, and real. And watch what this text says. Fear not, I have redeemed you. I've summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. See, what God is doing is he's taking Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're not going to bow to the idols. They're not going to save their own lives. They're willing to sacrifice themselves. And they're going through that fiery furnace, but they're not going to be burned. Israel's going to go through a fiery furnace of captivity and trial, and their lives are going to be changed. Because when Israel comes out of captivity 70 years later, and the Jews come back, they're no longer... With polytheism, the worship of many gods. They're with monotheism, the worship of one true God. When you come out of that trial because you're endeavoring to be faithful, because you're saying, Lord, I don't want to bow to that God of money, mammon. I don't want to bow to that God of lust. God, I don't want to bow to that God of greed. I don't want to bow to that God of pride or fame. I'm not going to make a good thing into a bad thing or take a bad thing and just go the way of the world. What happens is God allows you to be tested and tried and refined. And that's what's happening here. Now, God can keep you from a trial... He can perfect you through a trial. Maybe it's a physical trial. Maybe you're dealing with some real physical problem. Maybe it's an emotional problem. Maybe it's a financial problem. Whatever it may be, allow God to refine you. But I want you to note something else. God is able to deliver the faithful by the fiery trial. Listen to what the text says. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you've set up. This is so important. Here's what's happening. They recognize, all right, God, if you don't deliver us, we're still going to serve you. The story we're reading is not the rule, but the exception. Let me say that once again. The deliverance we're reading is not the rule, but the exception. Look at church history. How many people have been sent to the flames and died as a martyr? The majority of them have been consumed by that fire. How many people in North Korea 
in Iraq and in the Middle East are being executed and yet God doesn't deliver them. The book of Daniel has some of the most loved stories in the whole of the Bible. We all remember the story of Daniel in the lion's den, a wonderful story of God's deliverance. Each day here on Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching through the book of Daniel. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. Your word restores.